2: You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Anthony Kastrovitz. This is our latest look at the Washington Nationals. And I'm joined by Jamal Collier. Jamal, it's been a long camp, buddy. Uh, I hope you held (laughs) up well in the uh, World Baseball Classic extended camp. We are at the finish line now. Opening day is just around the corner. Uh, What is left to be decided in Nats camp? Yeah,
0: it's weird. It has been a long camp, and it's kind of weird that we're at the end here now with like a less than a week uh, until opening day, uh, and the Nets still don't have a closer. Imagine <laughs> that. You know, it's kind of been the the biggest story for months now. It seems the entire off season, everybody's wondering who the Nats' closer going to be, uh, and we still don't have that answer. Um, I think we have a, a little bit of clarity um, that, that they're going to go definitely with somebody in house. It seems, um, and I, you know, the way it looks like right now, they're leaning toward Kota uh, Glover, uh, the rookie who kind of skyrocketed through their system last year, made it onto the majors, had a lot of success, and then kind of uh, over the last month of the season, you know, didn't didn't perform too well, really, and, and you know, uh, he had a torn labor in his hip, you know, and I kind of think that they think contributed to just his, his kind of results last year. But he's been impressive all spring. Uh, he's a guy who throws in the high 90s, has a wipeout slider, that all this, the, the stuff, the arsenal, the makeup that they like in closers, they have said from the beginning they touted this guy's going to be a future closer. Um, it's apparent that the future might be a little sooner than later. Uh, it's not not necessarily official or a foregone conclusion at this point. You know, there's still kind of uh, some internal debates between maybe Sean Kelly or Blake Trinan. But um, you know, I, if I had to bet right now, as of as of Tuesday, uh, the recording of this podcast, I think I would say that
2: they're leaning very heavily towards Cody Glover. Yeah, he's had a good camp. Uh, eight of ten appearances have been scoreless in the Grapefruit League. So, uh, and, and sometimes a, a young kid doesn't know any better. He just uh, gets thrust out there and, and does his thing. It is a fascinating yep. dynamic, though, because you're right. I mean, a lot of, lot of weapons back there, none of them, uh, you know, proven as far as the ninth inning commodity goes. They signed Joe Blanton, Sean Kelly, Blake Trinan. And then you got a manager who's you know, leans more towards the old school and, and wants that established closer. So it'll be fascinating to see how that all plays out, especially earlier in the year. What was, what was the highlight of this spring camp, training camp from the Nats' perspective?
0: Well, you know, I think they have to just be uh, There's probably a couple different things. They're probably pretty proud of the way they've come out of this camp. The first of obviously being them just being healthy is always a big okay. thing. It's a big thing for everybody Is that you don't want to have a major injury. But, I mean, they have got to just be thrilled with the way Bryce Harper has looked here over the past couple of weeks. I mean, spring training numbers are what they are, but, you know, the guy's got eight homers in about, you know, fifty Six at bats, something like that. He's uh, slugging 800. He's 400 some base, on base percentage. Um, and he, he just looks like the guy that we saw two years ago at the beginning of April of last year. Um, that is just going to punish every single mistake that you make, and is going to draw his walks. And he, he looks stronger. He looks healthier. I mean, he, he appears just to, like you said to look like one of the best players in baseball. You know, whether he can carry that over to the regular season kind of remains to be seen, but. You know, there's just so many positive signs, and so many uh, you know things to be encouraged by if you, if you, if for Bryce Harper to have a bounce back year this year uh, and kind of return to that upper you know echelon of players. So uh, I think that's got to be the biggest thing. Probably right behind that is, is, is Max Scherzer and just the the way his finger uh, situation kind of all played out. I mean, this is a guy who hadn't thrown a baseball really when he when he reported to camp on you know February 13th or 14th um, for him to have you know, start throwing at the beginning, start of camp and be throwing, basically couldn't figure he couldn't throw without any pain, couldn't throw a fastball. Uh, and, and to be there and look like a DL stint was, you know, probably a near certainty for him to not even miss a turn through the rotation. He's, you know, slotted in right now to probably start the third game of the season. Um, that's that's got to be something, too, that they've got to be thrilled about. Um, so just the health of, of him and Steven Strasburg have come through camp pretty clean. And just the way Bryce Harper has looked, I think all those things, they've got to be uh you've got to be feeling great about here. And it's something that maybe at the start of camp, those things were all a little bit uncertain. But um, going into the season, you've got to feel pretty good. Yeah, absolutely.
2: And the Nets uh, seem to be the the favorite in the NL East. Obviously, uh, there, there's some Mets love out there, but uh, yeah. Nationals defending champs. I, who do you see as kind of the X factor on this club as far as, uh, you know, could take them to, to greater heights, but, but as maybe, uh, you know, maybe a bit of an unknown going into the year? Well, I mean, you know, a lot
0: of a lot of the, I think the the reason that this team can get to their greater highs is because of the guys who are known, and that being as we just talked about the, the Harper, Strasburg, Scherzer, Trey Turner's. Um, you know, if, if, if anybody you know can kind of come under the radar, I think it is it's going to be Cody Glover. Kind of going circling yeah. back to him. I mean, if, if if he ends up being the guy in the ninth inning, and if that not, if not, if it's the ninth inning, he's going to probably play some kind of major role for them late in ball games. Um, if he is as good as a reliever as they yeah, believe he is, and, and as good as he was through the minors and even in that first chunk of the season, um, you know, <laughs> then, then they kind of you know now I say lucked out, but you know are pretty fortunate not to have have spent the money necessarily on a, a Kenley Jansen or a Mark Belanson or somebody in the offseason because they're going to have a really good young controllable arm here for the next couple of years that um, you know is, is going to be a major bullpen piece. So I think that they, uh, you know, he could be the biggest factor for them, especially if they decide to go ahead and, and, and trust him with the role right away and right off the jump here at the start of the season. Um, you know, I, I I think he's one of the biggest ones. Um, you know, offensively, I would probably point to a guy like Adam Eden, who obviously isn't unknown, but a guy who they gave up a lot for and is gonna gonna you know make a huge impact as far as to just exactly what they can do this season if he does hit towards the top of the order. You know, he's a guy who him and Trey Turner can caused a lot of havoc on the base pass. And we talk about what Bryce Harper's been doing, but if you have him and Daniel Murphy and Anthony Rendon kind of behind those guys, I think they have a chance to score a lot of runs. Um, you know, that's the biggest thing with the Nats here. I think that there's a lot of talk about their bullpen and their closer, but, I mean, this could be a team who offensively is just going to be able to be up five or six to two or you know, every, every single day. And I think that they might be able to, to you know, Quell a little bit of concerns about that bullpen because they're going to be able to be so good on offense.
2: It's also a team that is unmistakably all in uh, for, for 2017. Yeah. Um, and you wrote a bit about that, just kind of yeah, thinking ahead to what the picture might look like mid-season. And we already saw the Adam Eaton trade and what an aggressive move that was. So I think that speaks to the Nets are going to pull out all the stops this year. If they have a deficiency, it seems like they're not going to be shy about uh, you know
0: dipping into their prospect pool to, to shore it up. Yeah, I mean, traditionally they've they've been probably one of the most hesitant teams uh, to to kind of dip into those prospects. But I think once you make a trade like you did uh, with Giolito and Lopez and and Dunning, all being, you know, for Adam Eden, I think there's no reason to go halfway. (laughs) And, you know, I would probably, I I would be surprised probably if they give up Robles unless there's something substantial made on the market that they just don't have. Um, But, you know, Outside of that, you know, the rest of their system, which is still a pretty good and pretty strong system here, I, I think that they've all got a chance to be moved, and all got a chance that if that's the right piece, or they feel like they're one piece away, you know, from from really separating from the Mets or really getting to the same level as the Cubs, the Dodgers, or whatever it might be, um, you know, it, it, it the, obviously the window we talk about with Bryce Harper being here for two more seasons, but you know, it's not only just Bryce Harper; it's you know, Daniel Murphy's here for two more years. Um, you know, you've got Max Scherzer and Steven Strasburg both kind of at the height of their powers right now, and, and you know, Dusty Baker is not going to be around forever. So I think just, you know, it's, it's a team that is not going to just necessarily mortgage all of their future, but it's a team who is, is going to do what it takes right now to win because they, they, they've
2: got a, a, definitely a ticking clock um, with the guys that they have now and, and the way they're playing. Yeah, definitely a win-now situation, and uh, with that in mind, we're going to pivot now to Jamal's recent interview with Dusty Baker uh, here in the final days of spring training camp. Jamal, had a chance to catch up with the veteran skipper. Here is that conversation, and we'll talk to you next week.
3: Spring training obviously winded down in the last, you know, eight or nine days here. Uh, how are you feeling just about the ball club? You guys obviously made some changes to it as you kind of go right. along this spring.
1: Well, you know, I feel good about about things. Uh, certainly wish we'd won more, but I wanted to uh, end spring uh, at least 500, which we had a few more games to do that. And uh, you know, uh, what I feel good about is that we're healthy. And uh, if you're healthy, that it gives you a great opportunity and a great chance. Uh, our guys have a, have outstanding attitudes. The guys worked hard in the winter, they worked hard in the spring. And uh, you know, I feel good about those. And uh, we just have to put, we're still in the process of putting the puzzle together. Uh, and, uh, you know to make I guess, some tough decisions to make, but you know these are decisions that a good club usually, uh, uh, you know, have a hard time making decisions, if you got an easy time making decisions, most of the I mean you don't have a very good club, and so uh, and so it's this big that we try to keep the right people, uh, also the right people in our organization if they don't make the club in order to call on them at some point in time during the year, and uh, which is a uh, Indicative of last year, we used almost everybody on a 40-man roster in order to win it. So, uh, you know, we we just want to build on on last year, and uh, you know, I feel very comfortable at this point.
3: This team obviously has had their run of division titles, and last year you guys won the NLEs. Expectations about going into this year, I mean, what what do you guys? Well,
1: expectations are the same. First, you got to get to the dance doesn't matter I mean you want to win the division but doesn't matter if, if you get to the, uh, the dancing uh, uh, so to speak um, as a wild card or any kind of card you want to get to the playoffs and uh, this team hasn't gotten to the playoffs in, in consecutive years in, in the last few so right now we want to concentrate number one on, on winning the division number two uh, getting to the playoffs our, our division is going to be tough uh, you know. The, you know the Mets appear healthy. Uh, Atlanta feels, uh, appears to be much better. Philly appears to be better. Uh, the Marlins are, are better, especially with Giancarlo Stanton and and D Gordon healthy. They've improved on their pitching staff, so we feel that this is going to be a you know it's going to be a nail biter the whole way. But I mean, we feel that us being the incumbent, that we're the ones that see. It.
3: We talked about that a little bit. The uh, fact they haven't, you know, you guys haven't went back to back, and you weren't here obviously for the first two right. times they've been in letdown. But that's something that you have to address with these guys, or well, just something you go out and do your. No,
1: that's something that I did address. Okay. You know, I mean, because you don't. It's not. I don't know if it's a letdown. But sometime, uh, tell me, two years ago, it was a matter of, of injuries, and a matter of the Mets having a great year and going to the World Series. So uh, you know, everybody starts off. Uh, uh, in the same uh, spirit, everybody thinks that they have a chance to win. Uh, it's, it's especially tough early until any kind of spirits are broken. Uh, um, you know, on the opposition, it's up to you to kind of break that spirit, and, uh, and and for us to realize that it's a long season. You know, you want to start off well, but uh, uh, that doesn't mean that you're going to end up end up well. So. Uh, in a perfect world, we'd like to start off great and then end up greater. And so that that's our you know, that's our goal. Uh, just the guys that have uh, outstanding years, There's some guys had great years last year, some guys had down years. So we're just trying to prepare them so that uh, you know everybody can have an outstanding year.
3: You guys, pitching wise, starting pitching, it felt like got you through a lot of last year. Whether right. it been some of those down years you talked about, do you think that? necessarily going to lean on your pitching staff a lot more this year or you think it's going to be a that you may have some balance. Not, not anymore so, yeah. I
1: mean, but not any less either you know I mean your pitching starts with the pitching the better you starting pitching is the less uh, less pressure it puts on your on your offense the less pressure it puts on your bullpen you don't know, uh, have a tendency to overuse them uh, but you got to score runs to win at the same time. You have to have a number of games. You got to have uh, some relative uh, speed game. You got to have a low-scoring game. You got to have a comeback game. You got to have a blowout game. You know, there's uh, you know many games that you have to have. But at certain points in time of the year, you depend on on your, on uh, you know one more than the other. I mean, early usually is the pitching time of the year. It's, it's, it's cool in the East. Uh, you depend uh, more on your bullpen early uh, because uh, pitchers aren't really ready to go uh, more than six or six, six to seven innings. And uh, especially in the day of, uh, of, of not many complete games, your bullpen uh, becomes even more and more uh, uh, prevalent and important. So uh, I like think in terms of you know you depend on your pitching and bullpen, and, and, and a lot of that has to do with the defense that we. That we exhibit out there. You can't give away runs, and then as the weather gets hot, then you you know you tend to put more pressure on your offense, and then uh, uh, you know a little later in the year you put pressure. Uh, you know I hope that your your total game is working, and uh, then down the stretch you try to get reinforcements in here to help help uh, alleviate some of the uh, the pressure from some of your everyday players and your pitchers and. Uh, like I said, in a perfect world, that's how I map it out. But you got to map it out, you know, to some degree before the season